Welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Today we have friend of the podcast, Tim Stevens. Hey, Tim. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How you been? I'm not too bad. I've enjoyed the Are you... season a little bit with this assignment, so that's nice. Oh, that is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, watch this movie alone or with your family at all? Uh, I watched it mostly alone because uh, I just watched it yesterday while I was doing laundry. So we didn't really have a chance. To do <laughs> I think my daughter stopped in for a little while, uh, but she got tired of it in a hurry. She wanted to go play her game instead. So <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> She's what, like eight? She's nine, yeah. So there's not a lot for her. I guess if she caught the dance scene, it might have been a little more interesting for her. But just yeah. a woman in her office didn't do it for her for some reason. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched uh, a Christmas waltz or the Christmas waltz. I always get confused as to what these movies are called. I think the I think it's waltz. the yeah, that's the definite article there. <laughs> so I um was actually primed to dislike this movie because it has Lacey Chabert, and I usually don't care for her. <laughs> <laughs> I associate her with is it Christian Mingle? Is that the movie's name? Yeah. Yeah. So she pretends to be a Christian. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> because of that, I she's not she's not even Jewish in that movie. But I always think like, oh, but she's Jewish, which she's not. And uh, so that was my first thing going into this. I had seen I don't know some other Lifetime Christmas movie where it was there was a Jewish man and a Christian woman, and they're teaching each other about their holidays, which is always funny. Okay. Hanukkah is not at all the same as Christmas. Like Hanukkah is a very modern right. holiday, and Christmas is the top two. <laughs> um, and so I was going into was this movie expecting mistletoe and menorahs right. or the other one. Yeah, I forget. Was, yeah, that's right. There was two of them because I remember reading an article saying like these are not very good movies. <laughs> <They're pretty laughs> but anyways, I was going into this movie thinking we we're going to get something like that, like oh yeah, Lacey Chabert. And I remember about fifteen minutes in, oh wait, that's not who she is. She's not Jewish. <laughs> she didn't play Jewish in that movie. I'm thinking of. <laughs> Yeah, she's just not a Christian. Right. Yeah, that's the whole idea is that she's sort of to date Christians specifically. Right. She's sort of vaguely unreligious is the point in that movie. That's right. Right. Uh, yeah, in this movie, there's nothing really religious going on. They all celebrate Christmas, but it doesn't seem to be that like spiritual a thing. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's sort of barely Christmassy. Um, you know. Yeah. But as we go, there there are certain signs that they say <laughs> Christmas a lot, but there's nothing about it that feels especially Christmassy. It's sort of more of a kind of wintry movie, I guess, is the best way to find yeah. it. So let me let me pull up the what is it description because I'm like, <laughs> what are any of these characters' names? <laughs> um, Lacey Chabert plays a woman named Avery. She's a lawyer. And she's engaged to a man named David who does something. I guess he's like a business. Yeah, he's, he's he, also his busy. job is business. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's kind of like, uh, you know, how in Unic, how in the Lego movie, Unikitty's like business, 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 numbers, numbers. Like, that's essentially his. Yeah, character. that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, they go. Um, they're engaged and so they're um gonna get married in like 20 days it's like the first week of december yeah this movie is obsessed with dates and numbers and we don't end up meaning anything but there are multiple times that we get like oh that is happening on the such and such you know the wedding itself 
I think it's on the 20th, it turns out to be. But you get like, that's 24 days from now. And then later there's there's something that happens on December 18th that we'll get to. But it's very like, you have to know exactly what day we are at this moment. Yeah. I actually appreciated that because so many of these movies are like, is this one afternoon in a montage? Is this three weeks in a montage? I have no idea. So this one was like, this is the time that this thing happened. And I'm like, all right. And it's it's especially useful in this movie because it is a movie where time doesn't seem to matter. Like it does just sort of flow from one area to the next. So it is especially helpful to have somebody in there saying like, no, no, here is where you are at this moment in time. so she's always wanted like a christmas wedding so they're gonna get married near christmas and they're super busy and they're both on their lunch breaks and they're gonna be um testing out some cakes and i i've never planned a wedding it seems really last minute for them to be making decisions (laughs) yeah so they are like less than a month out and they don't have their flowers picked out and they don't have their cake picked out. Both of which are sort of like typically things you need to order fairly in advance. Uh, but they don't seem worried about it either. So at no point was I like, oh boy, they're really under the gun. I was like, well, they seem pretty cool. But I guess everything's fine. <laughs> they seem like whatever. <laughs> I don't know if they are rich enough where they feel like, oh, I'll just throw money at the problem. And if people have to stay up all night getting this done, they'll do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a heavy undertone of these people have lots of money. And that, that is clear <laughs> early on. Uh, and there's actually Lacey Chavert's character specifically acknowledges it. I guess her family is supposed to be sort of like very waspy because there's a few references yeah. to the fact that like they always do the same thing every Christmas. It is sort of devoid of Christmas cheer. It's like they get up together, they have dinner at Tavern at the Green or lunch or something like that, and then they open presents, but, like, that's it. That's all they do. You know, they don't see other family. There's nobody else in the world. Um, <laughs> a lot of references, like, this is not especially warm family, you get the vibe, but the story no. kind of hints to that. Like, there are certain things that, I guess, as we cover along the way, I'll highlight, but, like, you get the feeling that this isn't an especially affectionate family. No. They're very formal, even with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and there's only the three of them. Right, exactly. Um... But yeah, she's annoyed that her fiancé isn't paying more attention, but then she takes a phone call as well. Mm-hmm. Um, later, she's looking at a video of people dancing, and she's like, oh, I want my wedding dance to be like that. She's watching professional ballroom dancers dance, though. Right. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a very serious dance. It's not like... Yeah. Uh, you know, I took ballroom dance in college, which doesn't make me an expert at all, but you can, you at least know, like, <laughs> oh, like, there's a waltz where it's, you know, one, two, one, two, you know, you count, your, yeah. you're sort of very slow and meaningful, and that'll be fine for a wedding. Sure. There's what they're doing on this screen, which is, like, very serious work. <laughs> it's not the kind of thing you learn yeah. in. I think the number she gets is 10 lessons she's supposed to be taking. Yeah. 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 It. You can tell they're, like, competition ballroom dancers right yeah these are definite performers lifts and yeah they're like they're doing all sorts of fancy things and she's like oh i want to dance like that i'm like are you gonna postpone your wedding for a couple of years for (laughs) you to become a professional dancer what do you think right like i would also like to dance like that i'm aware that's not going to happen but it's for things (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah she has it in her mind that she's gonna dance like this 
She calls the studio. The studio says to leave a message. She finds this to be very irritating. Mm. She wants to talk to a receptionist. She can't. So she's like, I'll just show up and then get uh, an appointment. <laughs> right. And then it's, is that, so she has the, the cake thing with her, her fiance. Yeah. She shows up there and it's the boy, a receptionist, right? That's the sort of the beat. Yeah. yeah. And he's. Yeah. I think he's from, so you think he can dance. Oh, okay. How is this had kid? a junior season. I don't know like 13 i think yeah and i think it reads as that too it's so he's you know he's youngish but he's old enough to as we'll see later be in kind of a recital a fairly serious recital um yeah especially because his mom as we learn fairly shortly afterwards is a dancer but he's this very sort of precocious um yeah he's just he's very precocious he's very in his element as he sells her this 10 dance package yeah <laughs> he's like it's so important for you to uh do well and people are gonna video you dancing so of course you want 10 lessons and she's like oh i guess <laughs> well and i, I forgot that because that's the other thing is she wants to dance like this incredible dancers but she plans to only get five lessons initially it's the the kid who has to be like yeah but you want to be good at this right like you don't just want to know how to dance <laughs> and again 10 wouldn't be enough but five certainly wouldn't be enough yeah and at this point, I'm like, you barely have time to go test cakes. You have time for 10 lessons in a month. Right. Like, this is crazy. And that'll be a recurring theme as the movie goes on. Her job expands and shrinks depending on what the plot needs. It's never actually serious, <laughs> but there are, like, at times it seems like she doesn't work at all. And at times it seems like, oh my God, there are all these deadlines. Um, yeah. Which don't actually end up meaning anything, but you keep waiting for that hammer probably yeah this is one of those movies where you figure like there's a couple things that are going to happen one of them is she's going to have to choose between her romantic partner and something she's got to do at work there is between her fiance and we'll get to her future romantic partner shortly um and only one of those happens and just barely uh the one yeah. is work actually never interferes with her life at all there there's one moment she's so in trouble but that's about it yeah so yeah there's one moment where she can't make dinner for her family and she has to pick up food right and then there's another moment where she blows past a deadline but gets it to her boss the next day and he's like well just don't let it happen again. it's not even the next That's day that. it's later that day because she he says i'll let him know it'll be done by the end of the day yeah so and the way it's shot i mean i don't think they mean to convey this but the way it's shot makes it seem like an hour later she gave it to him <laughs> <laughs> like she sits down with her laptop and the next thing we long. see is here it is it's all set. like yeah. there are no there's like there's no attempts from the way to me make you show her like sweating over it or working really hard uh -huh. like the next cut is here's the report all right <laughs> the end all right next thing um so yeah, yeah so she signs up with this boy and as she's thing she runs into this sort of scruffy looking or handsome scruffy not like dirty as in like impeccably <laughs> unshaven um <laughs> Yeah. yeah and it's immediately obvious that this is the guy who actually owns the dance studio even though for some reason the movie doesn't want us to know that yet and yeah. he has a british accent and he's handsome so we also know that this is going to be the romantic interest right. <laughs> um i think she says something about how she couldn't 
call and talk to a receptionist. She didn't like it. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely important that you take your lessons. And I've definitely got a lot out of it, making it seem like he's a student. Right. And she's like, okay. And then she signs up. And then she ends up back there. Right. Oh, well, I guess. No. Oh, wait. No, there's the thing in between. Talks to David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she meets David for dinner, I guess. It's... Yeah. Uh, and David, clearly from the moment he sits down, is like distracted and has something else on his mind. Mm-hmm. And that something else turns out to be he doesn't want to get married. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is so crazy because he apparently had already spoken to her about the fact that he was thinking about taking a job in Boston. They're based in New York City. And so she was like, well, I don't want to move. And, you know, if your your job is going to actually make you move for this position, then like that, that's a non-starter. And he had agreed originally but now he feels like he's not going to get that opportunity again. So he says, let's put a pin in getting married. Yeah. <laughs> let's table this. It doesn't happen throughout the whole movie, but that one scene, it is filled with language that like people imagine business people use. Like people who do not work in offices imagine people in offices talk like. like oh, I've definitely heard people talk like that, <laughs> but like about business matters. It's not about personal right. matters. Right. So it's like, put a pin in it. Um, there's table this he uses a couple of times. <laughs> and she's like, do you hear yourself? Yeah. I was glad she actually got mad because usually what happens in these is they're just so hurt that they're just like, what? Right. But in this case, she was like, do you hear yourself right now? <laughs> yeah, she did get rightfully indignant with him. About? And for good reason. You know, again, they're 24 days away from their wedding and... Uh, He's decided to take this job opportunity. Uh, And there doesn't seem to be anything that's really changed with it. You know, when he talks about it to her, he's like, besides him feeling like maybe I won't get another opportunity at this kind of thing. He doesn't say like, oh, they offered me a lot more money or Mm -hmm. I can do half and half, you know, like, so it's only going to be a couple days of the week at at work. Um, It's pretty clear. He just, they went back to him and said, are you sure? And he went, "Ah, I'll take the job actually. (laughs) Uh, and he has to do it yeah. right away, uh, is the other thing. So who knows when he actually made this decision, if he's just been like sitting on it, sitting on it, or the phone call he got when he was supposed to be eating cake, they offered it to him. And it's sort of <laughs> unclear, uh, but it's immediately he has to get the heck out of Dodge. So yeah. he doesn't want to just, uh, not take dance lessons. He wants to cancel the wedding entirely, but he doesn't want to break up. Yeah. Says. Yeah. It seems like. Oh, well, we should keep dating and then we'll get married later once we sort out like how where we're going to live, whether it's Boston or New York or whatever. Right. And she's like, what? Yeah. And and she sort of takes it as, no, this is over, which, you know, again, for a romantic comedy is sort of a sensible decision. Like, yeah, that's pretty (laughs) casual about it because, you know, it's not one of these things where he's like, I'm so sorry, this is an opportunity I can't miss. Can we postpone till next year for the wedding? Like, he's super vague about the future. Yeah. There's nothing concrete about what he's saying beyond he's taking this job. Yeah. So. And he even like blames her for scheduling the um, wedding too early. And she's like, well, engaged people do schedule a time to be married. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of that. Yeah. That is her response to it. Where he acts indignant about the fact that she even scheduled a wedding in the first place. <laughs> like what did you expect to happen right and also it's clear that even though they're what i would think way behind in terms of planning their wedding they've been planning on it for a while so it's not like she was the 20th of december three weeks ago and dropped it off clear (laughs) that he's known about it for a bit and apparently it's also been her lifelong dream so she probably shared it with them she's always wanted a christmas wedding which is 
I don't know. There's a lot of people who want weddings at certain times for certain reasons. Like, you know, there are certain mm-hmm. sect of people who tell you they want a Halloween wedding or things like that. It's rare that somebody wants a Christmas wedding. I, that's not a thing I'm aware of. She seems to do it. <laughs> so there we go. It's, it's especially interesting because she doesn't seem as a character to be that into Christmas. Right. And that fits with, uh, we talked about like her family has never been particularly celebratory of Christmas. Like they get together here, yeah. but they have the same process and she's not, you know, she's telling the person the story about this. She's not super excited. Like, oh, and it's amazing. Every year we go to Tavern on the Green. She's like, this is what we do. It's fine. Ho-hum. Yeah. So at what point did Christmas, you know, and they don't even make it like she's had underwhelming Christmases. So this is her way of reclaiming it. You know, there's no yeah. of her being super excited about Christmas, period. No. It it also could have just been like a, a winter wedding. It didn't have to be near Christmas at all. Right. Which again <laughs> connects with the like there is nothing besides the fact that the Christmas waltz refers to a specific moment in the movie. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. especially christmas me about it i don't even think well, she attends a christmas party at one point uh mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later but like they almost go ice skating. right they almost go ice skating yeah it's in new york city where it has snowed but this in the 15 seconds in new york city where the snow has been shoveled but is not yet brown and gray um yeah it's a very tight if anyone lived in new york city it's a very tight window of time um but this is where they exist so yeah, it's snowy, which again is wintry. Um, there are numerous references to peppermint lattes and peppermint hot chocolates. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. There is that one Christmas party, but mostly there's nothing. Yeah, besides the Christmas party and the actual waltz itself, there's nothing specifically Christmas that you couldn't do with just it's winter. Yeah. There's like Christmas hymns that play in the background. True. Yeah. There's a couple of times we hear some Christmas movie <laughs> music, although the final song that plays with the credits is not a christmas song i don't think which i was a little surprised about it, I, I, uh, it was like they played christmas for the waltz itself and immediately yeah. smash cut to the credits and I don't think it's a christmas song. <laughs> it's sort of a vague love song if i remember correctly oh uh, yeah i don't remember yeah all right anyway she goes to the um dance place to cancel her 10 uh appointments Ooh. because now she is no longer engaged she doesn't need the lessons to do a right. wedding dance she's not having a wedding and she like doesn't want to go into it with the owner who she now realizes is in fact the owner right and she complains again about the receptionist thing because she tried to call and she couldn't get it with anyone uh, right and i think he literally says oh i'll tell the owner and then they go into the back room or the owner he's like oh yeah well he wanted his first sale so it was important to him which i guess kind of excuses why he did it the first time but doesn't so much for the second time. 30 seconds ago <laughs> yeah i guess I, I don't know he's he's a strange one yeah earlier on in this movie um but yeah he's just lying for no apparent yep. but um yeah she doesn't want to go into it but she ends up explaining and then does he try to convince her that she's interested in dancing she should continue anyway yeah he says something about her moving with such grace the way she walks um mm-hmm. which maybe um you know <laughs> but the movie at a couple of times also makes her clumsy so it's a little weird <laughs> like uh, i don't know in retrospect if he was just trying to sell it to her but the other thing he says to keep her on is he says well the evaluation session is free anyways so essentially saying yeah. he's like 
give this one a shot. You might have fun. And then you can pay for the other ones. This one's free. Right. Uh, and she doesn't have any fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's any scenes between this and her actually doing the first time. I, th- I, I think the, t- the implication is she does it right there and then. Because he's um, like um, a different the right shoes because she's wearing yeah. like stiletto heels which is not great for ballroom dance or not great for dancing period <laughs> but especially not no <laughs> yeah um so yeah so they start to dance and she's bad at it um understandably uh, apparently she took dance as a kid but she wasn't very good at it then and she's and it's been a long time yeah i think we're supposed to read her as you know 30 something is what i'm guessing um so it's been a while and she steps on his feet. She wants to lead, then she doesn't want to. She's he cast uh, castigates her for a couple of things like, "Don't anticipate what I'm going to do. Just wait for me to do it," and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the way it's edited makes it seem like they danced maybe two and a half minutes, and she was like, "Fuck, this, I'm out of here," kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> she gets frustrated super yeah, she, quick. <laughs> yeah, she like immediately starts tearing up. And gets embarrassed and flustered, and she's like, I just need to go. Right. And <laughs> I actually felt like pretty sympathetic towards her. Yeah, she's had a really she tough day. Her... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she hasn't really gotten that upset about the fact that her wedding is over. Like, she's sad about it, but we haven't seen her, like, cry. Right. And so she's, like, just trying to keep it together, and stuff at work is stressful. And then she has to, like, send back all these gifts and stuff. And then she's like, goes to this dance thing. And then she's not good at it. And she's like, this is so stupid. Right. <laughs> Which, and I was like, yeah, you have a good cry. Yeah, I was say, good. kind of understandable. You know, I don't know how enthusiastic <laughs> I'd be about trying a brand new thing that I'm not very good at. The day my fiance broke up with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, maybe I should just, you know, have a lie down. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> a, little a little break. break. <laughs> <laughs> um... So she goes home and she realizes that she left her shoes there right. and she's wearing the shoes that she borrowed and she opens up some gifts that people gave to her or she looks at her bouquets that were sent to her place. Or yeah, the, the bouquets came, but there's also a card that I think is from the florist that says like for your beautiful day or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and so she she gets a little sad, which again, totally understandable. Um, sure. Then she goes to work the next day. Or does she see her friend, her in between this? Don't yeah. need to work. I can't remember which one. I don't know. She has a friend that she sees occasionally. Who has no inner life. And... Seemingly does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I, I kind of want to see this woman's, like, the story from her perspective. Because, like, she seems to just, like, exist inside like coffee shops and stores yeah <laughs> you can see her like walk down a yeah. sidewalk she just is everywhere no. <laughs> that uh, Lacey Chavez character needs her to be yeah and uh she's just like super supportive and is like oh it's nice that you danced and I'm sorry that you're not getting married and right uh she's sort of a Jimmy Cricket figure dancing. like she's the one that encourages yeah. <laughs> um Avery to to take care of herself basically yeah but she is one of the two thinnest characters in the movie the other one is uh Avery's assistant who mm-hmm. 
uh, also has no inner life, but at least she's the assistant, so that sort of makes sense. You know, like right. you'd think Avery would have some sort of relationship with her. You can right. understand a little bit more. Um, but there's something about the way her assistant says every line that makes her seem vaguely sinister. Uh, oh, really? So I kept waiting for it to turn out like that. Maybe David was having an affair with her or something. Like Ooh. It's just a performance. <laughs> like it's just that she has given Tony that made me think like, oh, there's something else going on here. And nothing else going on with her. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I I read her as being like constantly afraid of. Oh, this. that might be what it is. That makes sense too. <laughs> And I was like, if we're supposed to like Lacey Chabert, shouldn't she have like a more genial relationship with her assistant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kept waiting for, I thought she was going to be the friend. I thought it was going to be one of those movies where they like um, together, but we're also buddies. Uh, and yeah. the other friend shows up and was like, well, I guess that's not it. So now we have Which makes more almost sense. no personality. It's, it's a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, they could have really. Um given her friend a little more personality. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, she also hears about this uh dance instructor and kind of encourages her to like flirt with him and it's like been a couple days yeah. since she broke up with her fiance. So it's kinda like, oh maybe not though. <laughs> yeah, it's not just no, you should do dance. You always wanted to do dance. It'll be great for you. It's also like and he was attractive, right? It's like Maybe let's let the relationship cool a day or two before we worry about the next step. <laughs> right. Um, and then she decides that she should continue dancing. I guess just because her friend thought it would be a good idea. Yeah, I, by the time she comes to get her shoes, she's decided she's going to take another lesson at least. Like, she's actually going to do her lessons. And I think that's the only thing that happens in between is the friend says, you should try it. And she says, ah. Oh, yeah, well, she does see her parents, and her parents are, like, really cold, and they're like, well, you weren't good at it when you were a child. That's right. You had to do things that you were good at, and you had to do all your schoolwork. Right, and that's also the scene where her parents are like, well, you and David didn't break up, so you can still get back together, as opposed to being like, he's a terrible monster, which is what parents do in that situation. <laughs> or at least, it's like... interesting... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's just also interesting that, like, She's like, I always wanted to do the right thing, which is like, get a law degree, uh, get an internship, go to this type of um, firm, and then marry someone from a good family. And I'm like, marry someone from a good family? Like, is that a money thing? Is right. that a race thing? Like, what is that? <laughs> and we never meet or hear anything about David's family either. So there's no of like, what do you like? Is he politically connected? Right. parents like you know go to the same country club and so there's that connection uh there's no sense of you know he he doesn't even have a family for all intents and purposes never they're a good one but that, yeah that, and that's a very old-fashioned line a good family right it's like what is it 1967 like what are you talking about he comes from a good family like what does that mean to you like what is why is that a good thing right. and why was that on your list and is that important to your parents like right i was just it felt really strange and her parents are so cold that they make it clear that they hope she gets back together with david but they never make it clear why like there's no again along the same lines there's no sense of like well his family are you know the most prestigious pencil makers in the world and we need your father's business or whatever the case may be um so even their investment in her going out with david is vague at best 
you know, yeah. they have, her mom has a line with, well, you haven't broken up yet. Um, but that's as sort of involved as they get. It's sort of the worst of both worlds. Like in there screaming for their daughter, like, yeah, screw that guy. Uh, also <laughs> not like, hey, you know, um, you really care about him. Maybe give yourself a few days. Maybe he'll come back around. They're just very. Right. Well, men are known to get cold feet before weddings. A gender essentialism out of the city. Right. But also, yeah, he didn't get cold feet. He didn't say like I'm nervous. He said I'm gonna leave. <laughs> and I expect you to come live with me in Boston, even though we have not spoken about right. it. <laughs> like uh, okay. Anyways, so she decides that she's gonna dance. Uh, she goes back. She. Oh, no, wait. I think she's just going back to apologize for the fact that she cried at him. Right. And somewhere in that conversation, she decides she's going to go ahead and do the lesson anyways. Right. He says, uh, he lays some stuff on her about, like, you're somebody who always has, or a couple of times he does, it's like, you're somebody who always has to be a success, so you're afraid of operating outside your comfort zone. Which yeah. seems pretty accurate, but also takes this sort of like a shaming thing where she has to like prove him wrong which i don't understand <laughs> but her reaction to it is very like oh you think so do you like, right. <laughs> he's apparently very good at selling people all this stuff i guess yeah i guess um it's very important early on that they have proper form and that includes her looking away the entire right time. she has to look to the left and keep saying do it yeah Look backwards. Like he, she can't look at his feet. She can't look in the direction they're going. She can only look to the left. Right. Correct. <laughs> to the yeah. left. Um, she gets an extra assignment at work. Yes. This, this is apparently a big deal. Um, it's an important contract. Right. And this is another one of those date things. Initially, it's, um, it's after Christmas. I don't remember if he says a specific date after Christmas, but he specifies, like, it's after Christmas, so, you know, keep on it. And mm -hmm. it moves a few days later, the in timeline, a few scenes later, he says to her, it's the 18th. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately. That doesn't matter as much as you think. It is part of the plot, but it's not an important right. part of the plot. Um, she goes back... Uh, they have a couple of lessons that sort of again. just unfold. You know, they're montage yeah. And then... And he wants to take her ice skating. Right. His, his theory seems to be, because she doesn't ice skate either, the more uncomfortable she'll be, the better she'll get at dancing. So, like, you're kind of okay at dancing, so I'm going to take you to something that you're really bad at. Um, <laughs> but he calls it a trust exercise. Um, however... They're out of the building for about a minute and a half, and they decide to have a snowball mm -hmm. fight. Mm -hmm. And she lays them out. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> if you're an adult, don't horse around on icy sidewalks yeah. unless you're cool falling over. Right. <laughs> yeah, he makes a big deal about how great his reflexes are. And he just goes <laughs> ass over teacup. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, it's very silly. Because she's like, I guess earlier I had missed it, but earlier he said that he was Russian. Right. And she's like, you have an English accent. Why is that? And uh, he 
kind of being silly like oh I do do I and then he's like oh well I went to Oxford and I'm like when as an adult and it changed your accent because that just means you're putting on an English accent like (laughs) your real accent is whatever it was when you were like 12 right and you'd think okay well I had to make him Russian for some reason (laughs) for a reason they need to make him Russian and we're gonna get to a Party a with Russian his... family, but we get to a party with them. They don't seem that Russian, right? They don't speak Russian. <laughs> no one speaks Russian. Uh, there's a couple like snippets you can hear in the mix where people are speaking with Russian accents. His mom speaks with neither a Russian nor an English accent. She's she's American. It feels and it seems like oh, she has some sort of accent, but the more she talks, you're like, no, she's just an American. Half an American accent, anyway. <laughs> like I don't know, maybe she's like her on airs all the time. Um, yeah, so there is a thing about nesting dolls at one point. Yeah, he owns some nesting dolls, and he gives her a gift of them later. But I own nesting dolls. Right, I, was gonna say, I am not Russian. <laughs> otherwise, there seems it's no compelling reason. A he... souvenir I have. <laughs> exactly. Like a lot of people own nesting dolls. Uh, <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any other compelling reason to make him Russian as opposed to just making him in English. English people don't dance. Don't be ridiculous. I, Only Russians dance. Yes, but it's also not like he is a world-class ballet. Um, I don't know what the term for male ballet dancers. I just realized. I think just a ballet dancer. Yeah, I guess, as opposed to a ballerina. But in any case, like, there's no... Maybe a ballerino. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no implication that he is a world-class ballerino. Um, <laughs> so, because at least then you could be like, well, you'd have to go to Russia for that because that's, you know, just right, thing. right. He's just a very good dancer. So, <laughs> <there's> no, <laughs> no like, well, yeah, he used to tour with the Russian ballet company. It's just, he decided to make him a Russian who speaks with an English accent. Shade it. I don't really understand it. <laughs> it was just so funny because I was like, wait a minute. He's totally pulling her leg, and it's going to come out later that for some reason she assumed he was Russian, and right. he's not. And no, it, it never comes never up happens. again. You're like, what? <laughs> uh, but anyways, she decides that he is being far too silly, and she has to punish him by throwing a snowball. And then she jumps on him or something stupid, and then he falls, and he hits his head on the sidewalk. Right. And then I'm like, oh, is this one of those movies where he becomes an amnesiac, and she has to like take care of him? <laughs> like while you were sleeping or something? <laughs> it's funny because if this movie took place in chicago there is a scene where she is wearing socks and dress shoes and is holding a bouquet and looking at a mirror which is like an exact shot from while you were sleeping (laughs) (laughs) and then he like knocks his head and like potentially either forgets her or himself or something and i'm like oh man i'm so ready for this (laughs) nope he's fine He just has a bump on the head. Right. And she takes him to the hospital, but she has to pose as a wife because there's no there's no non-relational people allowed to visit or to be with them, which I, I is sometimes a thing in a hospital, but not usually during the day or, or evening. And not usually if you're the person that brings them in. Yeah, I feel like if you bring them in you can go back with them. Right, and especially because he's not, like, undergoing surgery or that kind of thing. Like, they're just x-raying him and making sure there's not something worse. Right. It's also strange because she, like, indicates to him, like, I had to tell you, them that I'm your wife. 
And it's like, well, where was he? Like, right. <laughs> presumably she said that earlier on in the process, unless she only said it once he went out to get a CT scan. Right. Like, what What the hell? Anyways. So yeah. that's a little fun thing where he gets to be like, okay, honey, let's go. Mm-hmm. And the doctor assumes that she will be with him and will be able to monitor him after six hours of sleep and right. make sure he's not slurring, in which case she has to bring him back in. And she takes him home to his apartment in Brooklyn. Right in Sure. Yes. Yes, okay. Um, and they have a little cute conversation, and then she says she's going to be back in the morning. Mm-hmm. And do we see her after that? Before- no, I think she just comes back Yeah, I think morning. so the next cut is basically her... Waking up in the morning, getting in a cab, and, and going back out. Um, and she arrives with stuff to make him breakfast. Mm-hmm. And a poinsettia. Right. She did have, I was going to say, did she have a poinsettia flat? She did. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was confusing Christmas movies I've seen recently or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and he's all, oh, I just got out of it. Right, and he makes the and, comment, oh, uh, no, you're one of those people. Morning. Right. Um, <laughs> And this movie teases us several times that, like, they're from different worlds. But it never really does anything with that. Like, there's a thing where he's trying to open another dance studio, but he doesn't know business, and he's nervous. You know, like, he doesn't even want to try because it's business. Um, and then she just helps him with his business plan. <laughs> like, there are mm-hmm. moments in this movie where they seem to be like, they're too different. How can they make it work? They're setting up, like, an opposites attract thing. But they never really commit to that. And so this is one of those where she says she, she's a morning person and he's not. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Despite not being a morning person, once I start talking, he seems pretty sharp. So it's not like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think the fact that she's a contracts lawyer and he's like afraid of business is more of a <laughs> he's chastising her constantly for being like not trusting him. Right. And, and then he has to trust her and be the vulnerable one, too. Right. So they do kind of do stuff with that, but they don't really do much with the opposites attract idea. No. This is like one attempt at it where like, she's a morning person. <laughs> and, and that's fine. You know, I mean, honestly, there's enough other movies you don't have to do that. I just, it was a funny note to like make a big deal about that one thing and then just never really do anything with it. Uh, she's yeah. decided she's going to make him breakfast. Uh, she refers to him as her patient. She's going to make him breakfast and check him out for, to make sure that, you know, he's okay. Um, and she, it's it's a moving, so she's bad at cooking. Um, sort of. Like, everything that happens... She burns the toast. Right, I was going to say, that's not really her fault. You know, no. and the way the movie's constructed, it made it seem like the toaster oven wasn't even out, so, like, she had to find it and plug it in. Because at one point she asked, do you have a toaster? And the next cut is, like, it getting placed on the counter. Um, and she cooks an egg for him, and she says... Maybe she overcooked the egg, but we have no evidence to suggest that's the case. You just said it. Um, but then there's a couple other lines later in the movie about that she's a bad cook. I, again, it's one of those things like, well, women in movie in romantic comedies are clumsy. It's this, it's that sort of thing. They don't really commit yeah. to it, but like this is a flaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has um, this painted. Uh, Christmas tree right on the counter I was a little confused he's did he just notice her looking at it and he's like oh I see that you uh or did she put it on the table for him to decorate for him 
it was weird the way he mentioned, oh, you're looking at my tree. She <laughs> says something about, like, I see you've got your Christmas decorations out. And the line reading is difficult because he doesn't have very many Christmas decorations out. He has, like, a, a tree and he's got those Christmas-themed nesting dolls. Right. And, and it's a tiny tree. It's not, like, a, a real tree. Um, and that seems to be it. So I didn't know if it was supposed to be, like, a joke about the fact that he didn't really decorate it just never but his reaction to it is oh do you like my nesting dolls (laughs) (laughs) and of course there is the story behind his nesting dolls he was thinking about giving up dance when he was a kid because he felt uncool and then his mom gave him this gift and she was like deep down inside you have to be happy with yourself and Mm -hmm. This doll is a Christmas tree. (laughs) And and she says at the end, I really like that tree. And he says, I do too. Um, I do do give the movie props, though, because he identifies 11 as the age. And that Mm -hmm. rang really true because 11 is middle school, and middle school is the absolute worst time in humanity to be alive. So I was like, yes, he's right. That is correct. 11 (laughs) is terrible. That's when it would happen. (laughs) 11. 11 to 13 yep. is bad. Yeah, so, like, oh, well, at least they did that. as Because usually you get movies like high school. Like, yeah, high school can be tough, but if you have a tough time in high school, you yeah. have a miserable time in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like uh, the rest of the scene because she she's like, you have to walk for me so I can make sure that you're, you know, not leering off to one side or whatever. <laughs> and then he does like a silly Charlie Chaplin walk and he does all these other silly walks. And then she's like, all right. Yeah. I guess you're fine. <laughs> yeah, and that's the first time we really get a feeling for the fact that he he's not just good at ballroom dancing. He like he's a physically good performer. Is that Charlie yeah. Chaplin thing? Yeah, like oh okay. So you know, because at first I was like, I don't know if this guy's actually good at dance or not. Because you can fake your way through a waltz pretty easily, given the way they're doing it. Because it kept being stopped by her tripping on him and things like that. Right, uh, right. So this is the first time I'm like, oh, no, they actually hired somebody who knows what he's doing. He was in Step Up to the Streets. Oh, wow. Should have <laughs> looked up his filmography. I looked up his IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah, we get his sort of his first showcase. He doesn't get to do it a lot, but he gets to do it there. Yeah. Um, and at this point, he's he's starting to grow on me because at first he was just like, constantly berating her but now he's like beginning to have a personality right. and a sense of humor i'm a sucker for an accent and, <laughs> and they actually start to show shape. chemistry too <laughs> yeah you know the scene where they have the snowball fight outside doesn't feel like they have any chemistry at all like it feels incredibly forced um, it does because it's like why are we having this st- stupid snowball fight? <laughs> right but uh, this scene and then going forward you can they actually do seem to have some sort of chemistry which is nice because that's not always the case with these kinds of movies it's true casting these things can be really hit yeah. when it comes to whether or not they have any chemistry at all. right you definitely get the feeling that they have you know their pot of uh we have these 12 actresses and we have <laughs> these vaguely attractive men uh, or Mm-hmm. straight definitely attractive but like vaguely personality <laughs> and we're just gonna mix them up and see what happens and maybe that's true yeah. maybe they won't have any <laughs> <laughs> right we don't know let's go <laughs> um 
do we just see more of them dancing together or do we get more of her at work there's a little bit more of her, her at work um not seeming to work um, <laughs> no. which is again in a different movie could be the first hint that like oh she's way too distracted but doesn't i think it's meant to convey that but it does just kind of convey like yeah, she has a cool job she just shows up she talks to her assistant in <laughs> ways and that's about it <laughs> That's fine. Um, she has another scene, I think, with her friend where she talks about what's going on, and the friend reiterates, like, oh, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. She has to act the thing. I think she does three or four times in the movie where she says, no, it's too soon. Uh, we're just friends. Oh, it, at some point, um, I forget the character's name, the dancer dude. Oh, uh, Roman? Roman, yes. How could I forget? His name is freaking Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Roman asks Avery to come over to uh, his house for a Christmas party. Right. This is the next and big thing. She, yeah. And she says, maybe. And then her friend's like, just go to the party. Like, you can go as his friend. It doesn't have to, like, be a whole thing. Right. So just go to the party. Yeah, and the reason given, he says, is because his parents found out that she, saved, quote, unquote, saved his life. So they want him to <laughs> Although it's kind of her fault to begin with. Right. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, you get the feeling, again, they don't do this, but you get the feeling these are sort of meddling parents because mm-hmm. a couple of times they're like meaningful looks given to him while she's at the party. Uh, but nobody, nobody's given the hard sell. It just seems like they're saying, like, hey, look, she's cute and she saved your life. After <laughs> <murder> you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I always like these sort of scenes where you get to see someone's whole family. I feel like they could have done a little bit more with this scene because basically all that happens is she comes in with some flowers. There's a bunch of kids running around. His dad is playing an accordion. Everyone's singing. Yeah, his dad's playing an accordion. I forget what the song is they arrive to. Uh, but it's very much a, this is a group of immigrants Christmas song. I can't remember what. <laughs> but it, it is a song that they play a lot in Christmas movies when you're visiting with a large immigrant family. Uh, but it's usually associated not with Russians. Uh, so it's a weird, it, it's felt, more, it reminded me more of like, this is an Irish family kind of. Yes. It felt like Welsh or Irish right. to me. And it is not. I don't remember what the song was, right. but that's what I was like, oh yeah, they're English. And then later I'm like, wait a minute, are they Russian or English? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh, yeah. So so that song here, Father's playing on the accordion or it's playing on the soundtrack and I guess we're supposed to believe he's playing on the accordion because I don't think it's an accordion sure. song. <laughs> <laughs> and then they end up in the kitchen with his mom where... Again, confounding, she is making a big pot of sauce and meatball, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not a cuisine I associate with Russians. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, she's going to make like borscht or something. Right. It, it's definitively <laughs> not. I kept thinking like, oh, it's, you know, I don't know, maybe it's like a Swedish meatball thing. But at one point, uh-huh. Lacey. Or, it's like a red sauce. Yeah. Avery takes a sip of it. She's told to taste <laughs> it. And it is red. It is a marinara or a meat sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know the classic Italian Irish Russian like these people came from Europe recently like just that's all you need to know <laughs> I don't yeah I don't know what happened there it was kind of like I mean it was like an inept version of uh what is it 
Rachel's getting married. Right, yeah. Where there's like three different cultures that she's marrying into and you're like, wait, I don't really care about Anne Hathaway's <laughs> character. What's going on with this family? Really and how did they this. all get like <laughs> get linked up? Like, that's what I'm interested <laughs> in. <laughs> Anyways, this this movie it isn't interesting. It's just like, oh, you just had no idea what you're right, saying. Say, it, it's more chaotic than interesting. It's like, ooh, there's a yeah. lot going on here. I have no idea what anything means. No, no. But um, they, they have traditional pastry cookies that uh, Lacey Chabert puts icing sugar on. Right. And she dumps she it too on. Much on. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty funny. And uh, she seems to get along with the family, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much the end of it. I was just saying, that will not matter at all. In fact, there's a scene later where the mom <laughs> shows up and acknowledges Avery, and it took me like two beats to be like, who is that woman? <laughs> oh, oh, my mom. gosh. Okay. I I didn't even... Is that at the Christmas Christmas? At waltz? the Christmas waltz, yeah. And <laughs> the only reason I got it actually is later there's a shot of the audience, and she's sitting next to you know the investor, I think, and a couple other people. I was like, oh, okay, that's mom. All right, that's who she wanted to because I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you mentioned it because I totally missed that. Um, so yeah, they they continue to dance. She continues to work. She continues to be able to like shop in the middle of the day with her friend for a few hours. Yeah, it seems it's like how long is a day in a Hallmark universe? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, the days are both incredibly long, and there is nothing to interfere in your schedule at any point. Like, there's never like no the subway is late or you can't catch a cab unless it's very important to plot. You know, if you want to go right. out and shop, you can walk to the store and be back in no time yeah. at all. Like, don't worry about it. And then, like, doesn't her boss or someone see that she has all these bags and she, like, has to admit that she has been shopping and, like, no one seems, like... He asks... Oh, he's checking in on the contract and he says something like, I understand you had some setbacks in your personal life. Oh, yeah, there's that. And and so she has to be like, yeah, but, you know, I'm doing fine and I don't want to talk about it. He's like, that's fine. I don't... (laughs) This is... I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't literally say that, but that is his attitude. His attitude is like, oh, completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have the feeling that if any emotions were to be demonstrated by any of his employees, he would just leave the room. <laughs> like he would not be able to deal. And that's only reinforced when she does eventually miss, sort of miss her deadline, and he he is like, ugh. <laughs> Fine, I'll tell him it'll be ready later today. And then when she gives it to him and you know says, "I'm really sorry," well, his reaction is just, "Well, just don't let it happen again." After yeah. Christmas, I don't have anything else to say about this either. Like, thank you for turning around so quickly, or like, you really almost screwed us up on this. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I've had bosses kind of like that who are like, "Oh God, yeah, <laughs> I have to talk to you," and you're like, "Uh, I mean, you don't. I mean, I, all, I don't know." <laughs> all intents and purposes, I prefer not to. <laughs> I'd rather be completely invisible to you, but you know, okay. He, um, I just realized he doesn't tell her he'll see her after Christmas. He says he'll see her after New Year's, and this is the 18th. So either she. Oh, he's going on vacation. She's not. Okay, he's going on vacation. He's out of there. He he is taking the boss afforded two and a half weeks apparently. (laughs) He's like, you get to work on all the contracts that need to be in by the end of the year. I'm out of here. I'm done. (laughs) 
she does at one point dance in the elevator and is seen by her boss and a few other people right. and is slightly embarrassed. And that felt like a kind of a shall we dance? Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, kind of uh, moment. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> both are so good. I like them both so much. Um, um, and that's an, it's a, they don't do, make a huge deal out of it, which I actually appreciate. It's just a little sweet moment. Like she's getting kind of in her head. Uh, she's embarrassed yeah. and then they move on. It doesn't become like, yeah. I was worried at one point when he made the comment about her personal life that it was going to become like a theme that he was going to be like, can't mm. keep dancing because it's ruining your work efficiency, <laughs> which is ludicrous. But I just saw that, you know, because there are that yeah. would do that and they never try that, sure. which is nice. <laughs> There's one moment where she needs to clear her head. So she literally starts dancing in her office and I'm like, please say the <laughs> door is shut. <laughs> And it isn't, and then her it's just her assistant who catches her. I'm like, oh thank God. Right. That's is that the scene where she <laughs> also puts out a beret to dance? Yes. The red beret, which I was fascinated by, because the red beret is not something she wears when she dances with him or later dances she, in a show. She just wore it. Well, <laughs> well, she does what is it? I don't know if it's after the party. At some point Oh, that's right. They do the they do the about... every day's a musical thing where they dance on Right. That sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> she uh she talks about how boring her Christmases are. He talks about what Christmas means to him. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how she feels she has to be perfect. And then he's like, Well, let's get out of your head and let's just like dance down the street. Right. She's like, Okay. And so they do. They dance down the street. <laughs> that's when and, they agree uh, to he grabs an umbrella. <laughs> and that's when they agree to they're both not going to worry about failing this holiday season. Which is funny because up until that point, there's been no indications that Roman is worried about failing. And this is sort of where you get the bit about he wants to expand his dance studio to Brighton Beach, where he lives. Right. Um, But he is... He's sort of slow. You get the feeling he's slow walking it because he is worried about messing up. Uh, But that's not a factor until this moment. (laughs) When he's like, let's make an agreement, both of us won't worry about failure. Yeah, but 30 seconds ago, we had no idea you were worried about failure. This is her thing, not yours. Yeah. Um, I I will say I liked this movie overall. That scene of them dancing down the road felt very strange in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, so the the shots of wherever, I think they filmed in Vancouver, I'm guessing. Sure. Um, but they do a decent job of making it feel like a city. Uh, yeah. So, you, you know, it's not New York, but it's close enough that you're like, yeah, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the scene in on the street where they do Every Day's Musical, I, and I don't think it was, but it feels like it was filmed on a soundstage. Like, there are no yeah. extras anywhere, and it's not that late at night, I don't think. Maybe, maybe it's, long, no. it's supposed to be like 2 o'clock in the morning, but it doesn't feel late. Uh, <laughs> so it's very, like... Uh, empty sort of scene. It just doesn't feel like there's any life in that uh, area. Yeah. Um, then she almost misses her deadline. Well, first she... The, the, the night she dances to clear her head, she realizes, oh shoot, I'm supposed to make dinner for my parents. Oh, yes. And so she instead gets Chinese food and not only has dinner with her mom, her dad canceled for some reason. Um... Which never seems to be an issue, so it's not case, like dad is never around. It's not that. that. In which case, just say that you had 
dinner with your mom right. why add the complication of i'm gonna have dinner with my parents oh no my dad didn't come it's like well n- none of this matters anyway yeah, the, the only thing you could think of was like oh he wasn't able to, f- available to film that day and then they already uh, filmed the scenes where it said he was she was gonna eat with both of them. <laughs> it really does feel that way <laughs> um but they have chinese food and then she invites him to or she invites mom and dad to the christmas waltz which is this right recital that roman's been teaching and practicing for uh along with the kid who's a receptionist and a kid's Mm -hmm. mom who is i guess roman's partner in the dance studio or his best teacher something like that um so after the christmas party that she went to at his family's house he gave her four tickets to go see the show so she asks mom and dad to go or just mom because mom's over there and it's a weird scene because mom's reaction is (laughs) Well, I'll talk to your father about it. <laughs> it's it's a concert essentially. Like I didn't like I don't know. It didn't seem like a huge commitment. You know, it, it's, the way Mom says it makes it seem like if... I don't know. I don't think he adds into this kind of thing. <laughs> it's possible, yeah. but there's just a lot of meaning in the way she says that. Yeah, it would be one thing if it was like I want to go to this um, event. And it means you won't be able to go to this party you already planned to go right. to. Or I want to go to this event. I don't have tickets for it. I'm not contributing any money for it. It's expensive. Do you still want to go? Right. And it's not like, oh, I want to go out of town or really change up how we do Christmas. It's just like, hey, do you want to do this extra thing? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because when she first says it, she says, why don't we do something different this year? And the implication is it's going to be the same day as they usually eat a tavern on the green. But then she said, but it's the 20th. we still eat a tavern on the green, but five days earlier, why don't we go to this concert together? <laughs> yeah. It's like, who cares what you do the 20th? You can do anything you want on the 20th, as long as you're both free. Right. Like, what does it matter? And that really reinforces, anyway. um, there's a line later that really reinforces that it was a big deal, because mom calls and says, well, your father and I talked, we and we don't want to stand in the way of this new interest you have, so we'll go to the thing with you. It's like her new interest is dance, and that's how she found out about this thing. But also, sure, they're not actually like they don't actually have to be related. I mean, in the end, there te- there's a plot twist that turns out they are. But in the moment, yeah. it's just like it's just attending a dance show. <laughs> like it doesn't encourage or discourage her either way. I'm trying to think of even how that would be even an issue yeah. like if it was i don't know some sort of sexual dance and they were like oh my right God, like oh this is too much for something us. really avant-garde yeah <laughs> it's not any of that no it's, it's an like, all ages dance literally show for where... family yeah. <laughs> event <laughs> so it's like why are you so concerned about dance it's so strange um and so yeah so that's then and the next beat is yeah she is late on this contract she forgot all about it uh yeah. So she shows up at work and her assistant's like, uh, boss dude is looking for you. He needs the contract. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no, I forgot the contract. Uh, and boss dude comes in immediately <laughs> and says, about mm-hmm. the contract. She's like, I got it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and can I have a little while? And he says, that's when he says, yeah, I'll tell him to the end of the day. Uh, like I said, the editing makes it seem like maybe she took an hour and finished up. <laughs> yeah. And so it gets sent out on time. So this is the closest we get to any sort of issue to a conflict, uh, December yeah. 18th thing. <laughs> and it's utterly resolved the same day. 
Yep. And like I said, I mean, I was thankful for the fact that they didn't do the dances ruining your career kind of thing. But at the same time, why have this beat at all? So minor. Know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And also, even in the context of the movie, like, this is a big contract, but it's never, you know, a lot of movies will have, like, uh, this is my ticket to partner, or mm-hmm. this is the biggest job I've ever had. It feels like, no, this is, a, it's a nice thing to be asked to do. <laughs> you know, yeah. There doesn't seem to be much significance to it. No. Um, then... Like a few days later, she gets a ton of red roses, like yes. something like 50, 60 roses in her office. And that is just obnoxious. Like one thing of roses, fine. Anything that's too much at someone's workplace is just really disrespectful. I hate that in movies. Right. And I just realized this all happens because the dance is the 20th. Contract was due the 18th. Mm-hmm. So David's showing up. Dropping up roses, mm-hmm. saying he wants mm-hmm. her back, mm-hmm. and then going to the dance studio to Roman. <laughs> her dance lesson with Roman that he goes poorly. Goes poorly because he's, he's freaked out about it. Yeah, because in in the in between, he has her do not just a regular waltz but the christmas waltz that he's doing with his partner as a way of showing her something extra special right and because it's like a performance-based one he's like oh no you look at me because we're telling a story and so it feels like they're connecting and they're flirting and then he's like super cold at this one after david comes and he's like look away look away and she's like why (laughs) and he also this is where he mentions he's uh, also worried about his investor which seems plausible uh Oh, sure. Except for the fact that it's an investor for a dance studio, uh, which I don't know is a thing. You know, like I mean, he does you good go business. He knows he's got a bunch like of customers lined up. He might need a loan. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know that you need. It. I don't. I don't know what the percentage would be for an investor in a dance studio, unless you were going to be like, <laughs> this is going to be a huge deal. Yeah. It's almost like, well, I couldn't get a loan through the bank, so I went to the mall, but they wanted a business plan. (laughs) So this is the guy they sent me. And there's a clause at the end that says that they can take my kneecaps if I don't pay them. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. So so they had this terrible lesson. Then at some point after that she has a meal with david where he reveals that he went and and said these things to roman <laughs> and she ends the relationship also, completely yeah well she she had already messengered the ring back right, to him, yeah. and he wants to like kind of put it back in play and so he puts it on the table and he opens it and he has a special box that has a light it's got an it. led at the top why. of it <laughs> I could not stop laughing. He's like opening his heart up to her and he's like, I think we should get back together. And she's like, wait a minute. What did you say to Roman? And like, what's going on? And like, why would you presume? And she's like, forget it. Keep it. All this stuff. And all I'm thinking about is who made that? Right. Was that the prop department? Did they buy that? Like, could I get that at the jewelry store? Yeah. This is crazy. I was thinking about my own engagement. I was like, oh, man, I should have got a box for the lightning. What was I thinking? <laughs> 
Well, the next time you buy your wife a piece of jewelry, <laughs> make sure that it lights up. I'm going to get her a, just like, I don't know, a ring pop just so I can give it to her. <laughs> I know you don't really like jewelry, but I really want to get by with these boxes. So. <laughs> oh, man. So silly. <laughs> you end up getting her tickets to a show, but you put it in right. a box. Just like, look a light, light on it. Just like, why? Why did you do- You could have put this in an envelope. I could have. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but it wouldn't light up if I did that. Yeah. So they. So he shows it this ring, and then somehow in that conversation, oh, he says something about like, well, for a guy who's so dumb he can't write his own business plan, he was smart enough to make you do free work for him. Oh, which is right. just a shitty. Like, because the implication of that is also that you are the woman you just asked to marry you again is stupid too um, like she got manipulated <laughs> into this yeah be like there are plenty of people who like can ask a friend for a favor without trying to like take them for a ride um, right. however this hints to her that like wait how do you know about Roman's business mm-hmm. and it comes out that he went and was a jerk to Roman and told him to back off mm-hmm. but that all happens between the 18th and the 20th Yep. <laughs> it's like they made such an effort to put these dates into place and the first hour or so is sort of you know occasion to get signposts of like now it's 20 days or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and then the last three days are like and now everything happens bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she probably had that conversation with david on the 19th and everything else happened on the 18th i think so yeah that's what it seems to be yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy um, um yeah she and her friend are going to go to the Christmas waltz with her parents. I don't think anything happens before that, right? Well, she tries to call Roman a couple of times to be like, hey, what oh, happened? Right. He was lying. Because um, she finally puts together like, oh, no wonder he was so unpleasant that day. It wasn't just the business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But he doesn't answer the phone, which, okay. However, mm-hmm. she doesn't also leave him a message. Like, I know it's not cool. She hates leaving age, messages. But she's also calling him, so she's already <laughs> sort of done the weird thing. Um <laughs> She doesn't leave a voicemail or send a text that she says, hey, leave. look, <laughs> he lied. Gosh, I know. She, I mean, she makes such a big deal about like, you need to have a receptionist and no one's going to leave you a message and they would rather like show up physically. Right. And I'm like, what? No, you're crazy. And then he does get a virtual assistant or whatever. And then That's right, he does it she's like, oh, yay. <laughs> I had an impact on you or whatever. And then she tries calling him and calling him. And... You're right. She could send him an email or a text being like, hey, I think you talked to David and he made it seem that we were together. We aren't. Right. Uh, if you want to call me back, you should. I can explain what happened. Yeah. The <laughs> um, nope. And then that's the, the night of the 19th. The next day is the 20th. She's just going to go to the mm. thing, even though whatever's going on with him, she decides she's going to go anyways, which is good because mm-hmm. he assumes mm-hmm. she's going to show up as we find out. <laughs> Uh, so it's the day of, yeah, I think, yeah, everything is just, they show up there. She's in the audience. Everybody seems excited. She waves to his mom, mm-hmm. who, you know, real, I didn't realize until later it was his mom. Um, <laughs> the investor goes backstage and says, well, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, so I guess we're supposed to interpret that, like, if this doesn't go well, he won't get his dance studio. But, I think so. Um, and then the... <laughs> Uh, his partner, whose name escapes me, Alina, that's right, Alina, oh, yeah. calls to say she's stuck in traffic because she apparently lives outside the city. Um, and even though mm-hmm. her son is already at the dance thing, she was coming from, I guess, work. 
Uh, and early on, they made it clear to us, literally a line there is, she's a single mom. Uh, so we know that uh, she has to do this all on her. And she couldn't. And I don't know how it would make a difference if she was married and making there on time. But the whole point is, like, she had to work and then she had to come to the city and she won't make it in time. Um, but he holds out hope for some reason until what may be the number before the Christmas wall. <laughs> something like that yeah. yeah so like the show's gone on for a little while and he texts um he texts avery which if she was obeying proper you know recycle decorum she wouldn't have looked at her phone he no, does it would be on do not disturb or it would be turned off yeah. uh and says oh no roman needs me and it's a movie so you know this happens but the phone she pulls out of her pocket and looks at, there is a single text. So this is the first and only time Roman has ever texted her. There's not like a string of com- you know, a conversation. Uh, so they have never, they've only talked over the phone, I guess. They've never texted before, which I guess could happen, but it is 20 as well. Uh, so she runs back and he's like, hey, Alina's uh, stuck in traffic. She's not going to make it in time. Will you do this dance with me? And she's like, I'm not good enough. And he's like, I've taught it to you. I have faith in you. And then she's like, I guess. Here's the thing. She's, so gonna she's would be in a normal human, real life situation, completely right. Not because she's bad, but because <laughs> she only had 10 lessons. <laughs> and, and the she's first and the last dancer. one both went poorly because of how upset one of them was at that time. The first right. and the second time him. So she really And one of the times <laughs> she... Well, less than that, because there was another time where they went to go ice skating instead, right, and, and then he hit his head. Broke his brain, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so she's had, uh, what, eight lessons? Seven and a half, I guess, because the, the, before guess. she hits him, they did dance a little bit before. So yeah, yeah. seven and a half lessons, <laughs> and she's going to perform in what seems to be a big deal recital. Uh, yeah. That. A, Lena, a woman who was a professional dancer <laughs> with Dancing experience for years. was going to do it, and now yeah. she's going to sub in. Uh, oh, and they, they did show earlier, too, something that I found pretty funny. When they were looking at different spaces for his different um, potential places to put his next studio, he's like, oh, let's ch- test it oh, out. Right. And then... <laughs> he's like you ready and she's like no because she feels like a little nervous and then she like changes her mind and then jumps at him but he's not looking anywhere because he thinks that she's not gonna do it right yeah it's, there's some so specific move he wants to do and she's like no and let's go of his hand so he's like right, fine <laughs> and then she starts it and he has to like react so she doesn't go like break her head fly but in the process of doing that he like she like kicks him in the eye i think is the yeah <laughs> and he <laughs> He he looks like like a caveman that just has her over his shoulder. She's just like draped over yeah, him. Yeah, it's like not laundry. a good it's, it's not great. a good dance move. <laughs> so we're like, I don't know if she's gonna be able to do this. Uh, but because that's the only time we saw her trying. Yeah, but somehow uh, she rises to the moment, and mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't you know it? She's a world class dancer all of a sudden, and uh, yeah, it goes well, and they kiss, and then the credits roll. <laughs> I, I guess it's a fine point in the movie but i was like wait there's like uh, 
there's some stuff that we didn't actually like deal with at all. <laughs> like he hasn't met. Her. Did he get the investment? We don't know if the investor liked what happened. <laughs> I guess we're just supposed to assume <laughs> they kissed so everything else went fine. But it's very yeah. funny. It seems like, like I said, it's an okay place to end a movie, but it does seem like you could have done a little bit more. You know, you're only at an hour and eighty minutes. Or you're, sorry, an hour and twenty minutes at this point. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe uh, there's a longer version with the postscript, and then they were like, no, we have more commercials. You're going to have to trim for, that. That's, that's the thing. It is for network television. So the way I watched it was through one of these streaming services, Philo, I think. And uh, uh-huh. they had a variety of commercials, but the one thing they kept repeating was the commercial for another Hallmark movie. This one called Christmas She Wrote, which stars Danica McKellar. Um, which oh, okay. is one of their, you know, brand new movies for 2020 kind of thing, because they're doing 24 hours of Christmas movies, so Christmas, I think, is the idea. Uh, mm-hmm. And Christmas, she wrote, is not about a murder at Christmas. So I was a little disappointed about <laughs> it, because I thought it was like, Dana McKellar's going to, not literally a young Jessica Fletcher, but like that kind of thing. Like, somebody's going to murder, and right. she's going to have to solve it. I'm like, ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> it's not. And they do have sorry, go ahead. Like that whole, they have a whole channel of murder and mystery. Or right, something. I thought it was sort of like okay. a crossover thing. Like it's a murder mystery. Yeah. It'll be a romantic comedy, but it'll also be like she's a sleuth. I was like, oh, that sounds neat. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's she's a columnist who loses her job, and then her editor has to hire her back, so he has to go woo her. Um, and Dana McKellar, I think, is she's older than I am, probably not much. So she's probably in her mid forties, maybe late forties, mm-hmm. but she looks, yeah. you know, younger because. She's Hollywood yeah. person. Um, <laughs> and the editor who's intended to woo her looks, I don't know, 12 years older than she is. And they may be the same age in real life, but it's one of those things like, <laughs> he is her boss and he is visibly older than she is. Something <laughs> fun romantic comedy that seems <laughs> vaguely bad. <laughs> <laughs> this might not be good. Like, this is the kind of movie, like, yeah. maybe 15 years ago you wouldn't blink at, but, like, a very different world right now this doesn't seem like a great idea <laughs> yeah i um i don't think i've seen ads for that. oh yeah that that was the one they kept showing over and over i think because i think it airs tonight we're film or we're taping uh, sunday not to give away the ghost here um but <laughs> i think it's supposed to air this evening so they were really pushing it hard new um, movie every day i think it works out to be or in two new movies a day or something like that. Premieres. Yeah. They keep showing the movies as they go, but I think they Right, day. right. Yes. Yeah. I was definitely excited by the title. And I was like, oh. Oh, that's what I want. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the commercial that I saw a few times because I was watching it on cable was the Etsy commercial where that guy's boyfriend comes over for Christmas for the first time. Ooh, I- I don't know if you've I don't seen think I saw this one at sea. Oh my gosh. I I was a little tired this week, kind of went sideways in a lot of ways. So, so I'm watching this SC commercial like full on oh, crying. No. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just like this guy who's super nervous and um there's just like this big family, and so they have to like add an extra folding chair to like squish him in and so he kind of feels like awkward like he's butting into this already established family and he he just this actor like plays nervous very well so you feel for him immediately 
and there's like a couple things that you see and then at the end they give him a gift and it's like this little ornament where someone had cross-stitched both him and his boyfriend and their names together and they put it on the family christmas tree and i'm like oh (laughs) so nice Oh, no, I didn't have that. The only Etsy commercial I had was, um, it only aired once while I was watching the movie. It was a girl, she's probably 12 or 13. Her name is hard to, no, she must be older because she goes and gets coffee. I don't know. But in any case, her it's hard to pronounce <laughs> name. Keep, okay. People keep messing up. Like a teacher on Zoom, she gets a coffee cup that says Sherry instead. And her mom gives her a name necklace that has her name spelled properly. Um but that wasn't as effective because her mom really should know how to spell her name properly. So like, <laughs> like, it's a nice gift, but also if mom did, that would be a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like really funny if she like got all of her daughters that gift, but then like accidentally mi- mixed up all the necklaces and all the daughters like, do you not know which is which? <laughs> yeah, so she ends up getting a necklace that does get her name wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> that's funny <laughs> alright well I think we've uh, pretty much come to the end yeah. where we can uh, rate this movie on a scale from 1 to 5 stars for quality and 1 to 5 whatevers for mockability <laughs> I don't know what we should use for mockability I guess uh, Russian meatballs there you go <laughs> <laughs> world-class delicacy right <laughs> what, what do you think Tim um let's see quality you know I think it's it's hard because it's a Christmas movie and Christmas movies engender such feelings that I tend to be softer on them than with other movies I guess it's like a mm-hmm. two and a half star like it's not terrible it's not amazing um, but there's a sweetness to it that makes it, you know, it goes down easy. It's also quick, as I mentioned, it's, it's maybe 80 minutes before the credits kick in. Um, and uh, when they find their chemistry, they have good chemistry. It just takes them a little while. Um, it does lose the points for, I finally found, remember the, the best friend's name, Molly. It loses mm-hmm. the fact that Molly has no identity beyond being her best friend. Uh, friend. I think also the only person of color in the movie. I guess it depends if you consider Elena uh, might be Latinx or not. Um, but Molly is otherwise the only person of color, and that's never a great look to have new person of color look have to have no yeah. personality. Um, but yeah, I guess like a two and a half star. What, what was your feeling? Um, I mean, I'm always nicer to <laughs> made-for-TV movies that's knowing fair. that they're made-for-TV movies. And... I kind of really liked it. So, like, four stars. Nice. He has an accent. He's cute. They had good chemistry. And you get to see people dancing. I love seeing people dancing. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like, it was a very sweet movie. Like, it has, you know, I can't understand, like, the plot elements that they toss out that don't go anywhere. Like, clearly have Why problems. is dad not there at dinner? Doesn't matter. Let's keep going. Okay. But why'd you mention it? I'm Russian, but I have an English accent. Okay. So this. Okay. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Make sure you have the report on the 18th. If you don't, I'll be kind of annoyed for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to take a vacation anyway, so whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a very sweet movie. And uh, like I said, Christmas movies, I tend to grade on a curve. Uh, I've definitely seen worse um, 
Hallmark or Lifetime Christmas release. Uh, this is probably one of the better ones. Yeah. And, and it, like I said, it does dodge a couple of things that I would have, you know, it dodges the whole choose between career and mapping, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that David was sort of very clearly a terrible person. <laughs> you know, there are uh, romantic comedies like uh, Sleepless in Seattle, where it's, you know, the guy that doesn't get chosen, doesn't get chosen because he has allergies. You're like, that's a sort of a shitty reason to How reject Bill Pullman. Like, I get it, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks, but like, Bill Pullman's not a terrible human being, and he just has allergies. Uh, this is a movie that was like very clear that like, no, David's super um, selfish, and then when he shows back up again and like threatens Rowan, he has this weird conversation with Rowan. You're like, oh no, no, he's trash. Like, yeah. Feel bad for him at all. Like, if you want to get back together with your ex, don't like try to bully anyone who might be interested in your ex well, like just go to your ex and be like do you want to be back together with me or not right. and that's the other thing is like david starts out immediately paranoid about their relationship because he tried mm-hmm. to call her the night before and she didn't answer and she was like the 17th i was out helping a friend <laughs> and his reaction to that is oh a friend was <laughs> unless he had her followed that doesn't seem like a weird thing to be out doing at all <laughs> Well, her only friend is Molly, and she would have just said Molly if it were Molly. So she has to be hiding the identity of the secret friend. I guess so. It just seemed like he was ready to go right away that, like, oh, you are out with somebody else. Uh, and it goes the extra step of not just being paranoid about, but, like, going to this guy's studio and being like, hey, girl. <laughs> it's so gross. Like, what do you own this right. one? Right. And it's so cart before the horse. Like, all she agreed to do was, like, think about it yeah and he's already like nah she wants this <laughs> i just gotta clear this guy out of the way oh so ridiculous yeah he was a good villain i, I liked hating that guy david <laughs> yeah but yeah i would still give it like probably two and a half meatballs just because of like all the random nonsense that we already mentioned like complications that did not need to be there the fact that he's russian but not yeah all those plot lines are definitely very i yeah i'm thinking around three they're definitely mockable because yeah it's there's just a lot of things but why did you overcomplicate this script because <laughs> they don't actually add running time either that's like all of the complications no. are dealt with so quickly that you're not like well they came in at you know 76 minutes and they needed to be at 80 so they need to throw in these other things mm. like <laughs> not had this it would have been fun <laughs> very strange yeah. <sighs> but yeah I had a good time both watching it and discussing it with you. Thank you. I had a good time too. Uh, this is, it was a nice thing to spend. Uh, it rained here in Connecticut. It rained and snowed here in Connecticut yesterday. So it was a nice way to spend a couple hours uh, while avoiding shoveling. So thank you for that. <laughs> sure. Um, where can the fine people find you? Uh, well, I am, uh, I do movie reviews of uh, and TV reviews. I don't have any Christmas uh, Lifetime or Hallmark movies on my docket, but uh, you can see me review other things over at thespool.net. Uh, I also run their social media, so if you follow them, that would be really nice. On Twitter, it's at the spool, as well as on Instagram, uh, and we do have a Facebook page. Just search for at the spool, or just search for the spool. Um, and if you prefer to follow me individually, 
You can follow me at Ngaje, that's U-N-G-A-J-J-E. Uh, and that's across the socials, although you're not going to be particularly interested in my Instagram. My latest Instagram photo is a picture of a Christmas tree in my backseat. So, <laughs> probably not that exciting. But uh, Twitter's more film-based for you. <laughs> yeah, I um, tried creating an Instagram account for the show, and I accidentally made my personal Instagram like a business Instagram so now Instagram is constantly like boost this picture of your breakfast to all your followers (laughs) and I'm like oh my god my breakfast isn't that important (laughs) yeah I once made a a joke about I forget some product like Dr. Pepper or something like that on my Instagram feed and now every time there is this little um, notation that shows up that says something about like are you planning to move branded content Please think about making your uh, your account into a business account. I just made a joke. I don't actually endorse like Dr. Pepper doesn't pay me to endorse their products. <laughs> How dare you be specific about a right, brand exactly. of pop? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, well, you can't follow me on Instagram because I still haven't figured that out. But if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can. It's at N A B M Podcast. You can go to notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libsyn.com or all of the usual places you get podcasts. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you told a friend about the show. And um, I'm really excited. I had a conversation with Dan and John McCoy, and that'll be coming out later this month. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Be on the lookout for that. Good brothers there. (laughs) yeah i uh if you think that uh the flop house immediately like goes off the rails just because of elliot and stewart no (laughs) (laughs) there are other factors (laughs) dan might also be a factor (laughs) that's great um so that was a lot of fun so that'll be later in the month so stay tuned thanks again thank you bye everybody